Is teaching your children how to code now a waste of time? The AI helping blind people and the 3D printer inside your body. This is AI for Everyone, a weekly roundup of the most interesting stories in AI and tech for non-tech people who like to keep themselves informed and educated about the latest developments from around the world. I'm Miles Dillon and I believe that AI is going to have a positive impact on our lives, but those people who continually learn and adapt to the changes it brings will be the ones who benefit the most. Let's get into it for this week. AIC is a wearable device that assists visually impaired individuals by describing objects without visual input. It's been developed by some scientists at the National University of Singapore for the last five years. And what it consists of is like a little headset that you wear on your head. It's quite small and it has a bone conduction earphone connected by a neckband, sort of does the sound directly into your head so you don't have to wear earphones or anything. And on the other side of it, it has a little 13 megapixel camera and a little touchpad interface just on the just to the side of the ear. And the way this works is, I mean, I had not even considered until I saw this device how difficult some everyday tasks are for people who are visually impaired. It's really, really hard to do very basic things like go to the supermarket, for example. And imagine in a supermarket how many items there are. You could maybe feel some some fruits and vegetables. And once you get into the aisle where things are boxed, Man, it must be so, so difficult. I had never really considered how hard shopping would be for someone who's visually impaired. So this has opened my eyes to that. No pun, no mean pun intended there at all, sorry. But it's made me realise how difficult that is. And what this demonstration was, was somebody in a supermarket who was visually impaired and they were picking up items off the shelf, picking up some soup and putting it in front of the camera and and it takes a picture and then it describes what that is into the, you know, into your ear or into your head through the through the bone induction thing. And it's describing what the soup is. He would turn it around, he could press it again, it would read the ingredients off of that. And then that would allow him to be able to like make a choice about whether he wants to buy that thing or not. And he would put it back and then he would pick another soup off, like very, very similar looking kind of soup. And the AI that's connected to the device is able to distinguish between the two different soups and tell him what that soup is what the flavor is what the ingredients are and then he's able to you know he's going around being like this is amazing i'm able to make real decisions he says, sometimes he used to go shopping and he would buy soup and he would ask someone what soup is this they would say what it was um and he said i spend the whole time going around the supermarket asking people questions like sorry could you just tell me what this is um and he went shopping for the first time and he loved it he looked like he was having a great time this guy he was like so happy and it made me so happy watching this video this guy was having such a great time in the supermarket i actually Actually, sometimes really enjoy going to the supermarket if it's like the conditions are right it's the right sort of supermarket and you're not stressed out you're going to buy some stuff it's quite nice when you get to go around and pick some things for dinner that you actually want to eat but imagine not being able to pick what you want and every time you want to pick up an ingredient you not only have to find your way there but you also have to ask somebody for help so this device making a huge difference to people's lives it's called AIC and it is available now Don't bother teaching your kids to code, says Imad Mustique. He is the founder and CEO of Stability AI, which is the UK's, basically the only UK's only huge AI company, uh, billion dollar company at the moment. He's not really saying don't bother teaching your kids to code. I think he's saying this because he went on to say that he thinks that all human programmers will be replaced by AI in the next five years. And we already know that AI is writing software code successfully to the point where I think 41% of it, yes, that's right, 41% of all the code on GitHub is now AI generated. Now, if you don't know what GitHub is, it's not something I use very much. 
if at all, it is a place where developers will run their code, operate their code, check for bugs with their code, and they're able to work with other teams and people within their teams on separate parts of their code. And it's also a place where you can pull code from other people, learn code from other people, and you can um, collaborate with other people in the way that code is being written, especially if you're writing code for a huge project that there are hundreds of people, thousands of people programming for, and then you're going to be merging your code. Um, GitHub is a place, is the place that coders use for developing and finding bugs in their code. That's kind of like the most basic description I can give. Sorry if I butchered that for somebody who out there is a coder. But GitHub, now they're saying that 41% of the code on there is now AI generated and none of it was AI generated five years ago. The Nibda CEO also recently said that we would no longer ever need to code. Um, so there's a few people saying this, but there are 30 million developers in the world. I just can't quite see all of those people going out of work very, very quickly. It's really, that's a very, very extreme prediction. Although at the same time, the DreamWorks founder has said that recently artificial intelligence will reduce animation jobs by 90%. He said in the good old days, there used to be 500 people animating a film. He thinks that now you might only need 10% of that. So that's quite a crazy prediction as well. I think there is still value in teaching your children to code. Um, my children don't actually code. They're not really into that sort of thing. But if, the, if you are into teaching your children to code, the main reason you're doing it is for critical thinking and problem solving and maybe learning how to persist at a problem and just be persistent at trying to figure something out. What I think Iman Mustique is really saying is don't expect that to be a job by the time your children get into the workforce. And I would kind of broadly agree with that. My children are eight, nine, six, seven, eight, nine at the moment. In 10 or 12 years time, I mean, I really don't know whether coding is going to be a viable job in 10 or 12 years time. I may be totally wrong. What do I know? But there are other people in the industry saying that in five years time it will be over. So I don't know what's going to be going on in 10 or 12 years time. 3D printers have come a long way since you may have seen them a long time ago. I remember the first time I saw a 3D printer, it was printing like a pyramid. It was quite intricate. Um, like an ancient Egypt sort of pyramid but it took ages and it was kind of like cool that's good but someone can just make that in plastic really quickly as well so they were kind of pretty not a good vibe 10 years ago but the advancements in 3D printing have gone to the next level including its application in medicine with the potential to create artificial bones and tendons and skin which is actually capable of sensation now a multidisciplinary team um, from a bunch of different universities have created this thing called the Deep penetrative acoustic volumetric printing device why they come up with these mad names i don't know d-a-v-p for printing structures within the human body and this uses ultrasonic waves and sono inks to solidify structures like scaffolds for tissue regeneration or drug delivery systems directly inside the body they're going to optimize the technology soon to explore some new materials so they'll actually become possible i think the main problem in the moment is the materials they're using can be broken down by the body so that's the thing they're working on at the moment and the AI section of this is they're using AI models to be able to come up with new um, materials to be able to put it inside the body so it's not harmful to us. Some of the implications of this or some of the uses for this are 3D um, printing into your bone for bone fractures that customize bone scaffolding or implants tailored to the exact shape and the exact size of the fracture inside the body. It would be like faster healing, much more effective, setting it in the right positions. Another use is in joint degeneration. It could manufacture cartilage implants or like sort of 
print little bits of cartilage implant inside joints where it needs repairing, addressing issues such as osteoarthritis, restoring joint function, reducing pain. Another one is soft tissue repair. That's sort of repairing torn ligaments or tendons, like printing, you know, spraying on little ink layer after layer onto tendons that are, that are damaged. That, that would be really amazing because there's not really anything you can do about a tendon which is damaged apart from just wait for ages for it to get better. Vascular disease, create customized stents inside the heart. So once it's like scooting around inside your body, it gets inside the heart. That would help with things like aneurysms. It could create like a new, um, yeah, like a stent that just repairs some of those holes inside people's hearts. Um, what are the other things? Cancer treatment is one of the other things that they're really looking at. So treating cancer with internal 3D printing, enabling precise delivery of chemotherapy drugs directly to tumor sites, enhancing the effectiveness of that, and also reducing the toxicity to like the overall body. You know what an effect that kind of cancer treatment has on people's bodies. This is kind of really, really amazing. They're not quite there, you know, getting it all definitely going yet, but they have done some trials so far animal trials are going very very well and they're going to be doing the first human trials in the start of 2025 that's it for this week i've got another 3d printing story next week about 3d printing a house pretty wild hope you enjoyed this episode thank you so much see you in a bit guys bye